Welcome into the 2019-20 Inside Columbia Basketball Podcast. Returning for this season is me, Kyle Matrician, one of your co-hosts. And now I'm going to send it over to Mike Kowalski, who's sitting down with Jim Engels to talk about and preview the men's basketball season. Thanks, Kyle. Like you mentioned, I'm here with Coach Engels uh, as the men get ready for their season opener tomorrow night against Lafayette. Uh, I just want to start by walking everybody kind of through the summer months and in the preparations leading up to the season. It's kind of, it feels like a, a really long time since we, we played last. And, and uh, if you want to give people a kind of a, a look at how you guys operate as a program uh, in these summer months and early practices as you get going here. Yeah, this summer is it's unique in our league because we're not allowed to work with our guys. Um, so they're only allowed to work with our strength and conditioning coach, Tommy Sheehan. So they, um, a lot of the stuff that we do is really just uh, sort of giving the guys ideas of what we need them to work on, and then they'll work on it on themselves. And, um, and then with Tommy, you know, the big component of the summer with the strength and conditioning is just to make sure that they physically have a great summer. So um, we did things a little bit differently this year. We didn't have the freshmen. Normally sometimes the um, – We'll have some guys stay for jobs. We just uh, we allowed a lot of the guys to go home. Um, I thought it was healthy for them to to spend some time at home with their families. And we did have a number of guys stay on campus with with uh, internships and job opportunities on campus. So we set some things up for the guys who were staying here. Um, you know, some places to play in the city, some places to play on campus, and also with like like I said with Tommy, just to make sure that they were doing what they needed to be doing from a strength and conditioning standpoint. So summer went pretty quickly. Uh, I know the guys had a pretty productive summer. Um, coming back, you know, obviously once we get into s the season, we're allowed to start working with the guys. So, you know, the big disadvantage in our league is the fact that we don't work with our guys because every other league basically practices in the summertime. So, uh, you know, we have to get our guys up to speed pretty quickly. And the guys were good. Um, they came back in good shape. Um, they did very well with the conditioning requirements that we that we put on them to make sure that they come back in good shape um, guys physically got bigger uh, I think you'll see a, a team that's gotten a little bit stronger and from a physical appearance and um, you know guys came back with a good mentality and uh, we've had some good practices up to this point it seemed like for me anyway it feels like it was a, a long preseason or did that help kind of combat some of the, the the lack of work you're able to do in the summer the season with the start of the season coming a little bit earlier yeah, definitely. I think, the, you know, the more time that we have with our guys um, in the gym, you know, from a uh, with with a program in regards to just having the, the program together, is it's it's good from, uh, you know, it's good for obviously a lot of reasons. Um, and uh, we we do have some, we have a bunch of, we do have, uh, it's an interesting team, we do have a bunch of guys who have come back and who understand a lot of the things that we're trying to accomplish offensively, defensively, and then we're just trying to implement five new guys into what we're doing. Um, so sometimes... You can see the difference. There's a, there's a complete difference in the two teams, um, and the freshmen have uh, have done a good job of trying to intellectually try to figure out some of the things that we're trying to accomplish. So um, it's uh, you know we've practiced uh, probably you know it's almost going on a month now. So um, you know we've had some very very productive practices. We had two very good scrimmages that I thought really helped us uh, to learn to learn from. Um, we, we scrimmaged a couple of teams that are at our level and. Uh, I thought we did a good job competing. Um, you know, we learned a lot from both scrimmages, and I thought the guys learned a lot as well. So it was it was very uh, you know it was very productive from that standpoint. Another part of the summer was we added two assistant coaches. Talk about Marlon Sears and Justin Levine, and and what they've kind of brought to the table in these early stages of their time here. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, with the changeover in the staff, you know, it's in some ways it's. Uh, 
you know, you like to have that continuity with your staff, but also I'm very happy with the fact that we've had some guys move on, obviously with Kenny going to be the head coach at Howard. I think that's a great step for him. Um, you know, Gene Bain left during the year and became the head coach of Brandeis, which I thought was a, an obviously a, an unbelievable opportunity for him uh, to go home and to coach a, a really academic, good Division three program. And then um, Steve Ongley left to go to Dartmouth. Um, you know, unfortunately, the way the, the Ivy League is set up with uh, with the job opportunities, we're only allowed two full time assistants. And Steve was a volunteer, and um, you know, I was I was we were able to pay him in some ways, but. Um, once you get to a certain point, you don't have benefits and, you know, you live in a New York City and, um, you know, the fact that I wasn't extremely excited about him leaving to go to a, to a competitor, but, um, you know, I know Dave very well and I, you know, I, I respect Dave very well and what he does and I thought it was the right move for Steve because now he's a full-time assistant. Um, you know, he's getting an opportunity to have, uh, you know, to, uh, to actually make, put money in his retirement account, which he yeah, has right. never done before, <laughs> um, which was new to him. and. No, he's not actually. He's 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 like th mid thirties, so he's getting a little bit older. Um, so I was happy with him. I was you know so I was happy for all three of those guys. You know, um, but the uh, you know the good thing is that having the opportunity or the chance to to hire someone like Marlon Sears, who I've known forever, um, he's been around forever. He knows the Ivy League extremely well. He's been at Columbia. He's been in Cornell. Um, he's an extremely extremely uh, terrific person. Um, he's a great person for our guys to learn from. And uh, you know works really really hard. So he's he's uh, and he's had success as a head coach at the Division three level. He he was able to start a program, uh, took over Montclair State, and really did a good job of sort of putting Montclair uh, as to become one of the better uh, one of the better programs in the NJAC, which is a really really high level Division three uh, Division three league. Um, so having the opportunity, I took a chance and I called him. I said, Hey, would you be interested in doing this? Thinking that he probably wouldn't want to do it because he was a head coach and. I was uh, I was really surprised that he was he entertained it and we we, we talked and uh, it's great to have him back on campus. He's done a great job for us up to this point, and we'll continue to do a great job. And then uh, we were able to hire Justin Levine when Steve left as a volunteer. Justin um, is a younger is you know is a younger person who's been in the business. He's got he's got some experience at VCU. He was at Cornell when actually Marlon was there with Bill Courtney. Um, so I didn't know Justin personally, but knew a lot of people who knew him extremely well. And uh, who trust and I trust their opinions on him, and he's been terrific for our guys. Uh, he's he's around all the time. He really knows the game. He's one of the guys that you're looking for that you know that you can bring in that you can trust, and um, you know he has the right intentions for the players, and he's he, he understands the the work ethic that it goes into being, you know, when you when you when you're basically working for nothing and you're working 24 hours a day, you have to have a certain mindset, and he's he's got that mindset. So I'm really blessed to have him on staff as well. Let's get into how the team has looked so far. What do you think going into the first game are some strengths that you guys are going to have going into the season? Well, I mean, the biggest thing is having Mike back. Um, you know, Mike had uh, you know, an unfortunate uh, injury last year and was able to, um, you know, rehab. And I thought did a great job this summer of coming back full strength. He's really practiced well. Uh, he's played very well in the scrimmages. And, um, you know, he's become uh, you know the leader for us both on and off the court so he's done a really good job for us you know having him back really allows us some flexibility to do some different things um, you know I think one of our strengths is that, you know the, the big thing that I thought we did very well at the end of the last year was we really competed very well and I really expect that again from this team um, you know we'll be playing uh, you know we'll be playing a number like we'll probably have a, a depth chart of about nine or ten guys um, and um, it's going to, we'll have some younger guys within that rotation. So, 
you know, I think it's a big thing for like people like Mike and uh, Jay Killingsworth, who are seniors right now, to help lead those guys. And and um, you know, I think things have gone well along those lines. Who's made some? Who are some guys that have made some big strides since the end of last season into now that might play some bigger roles this season? Uh, you know, I'm really happy with. Uh, I thought Ty Bibbs had a really good summer. We were able to send him on a uh, basically a week long. Uh, basketball opportunity, I guess you would call it. He, he was able to play with an all-star team that worked against the Big East Pan American team for a week and was able to be in camp, um, you know, coached by some really good coaches uh, and um, was able to compete against, you know, some high-level Big East players. So I thought he played well. I uh, you know he had, they had a couple of scrimmages that I thought he competed well in and played well from the reports that I saw. Um, so I think he's had a good summer. He's had a good summer physically, and um, he's practiced very well. So we're obviously expecting him as a junior now to take the next step. Um, you know, and then we're expecting a lot from, from Ike. I think Ike has really worked hard this summer, and, um, you know, I think he's taken over the role now of being the starting center, and uh, we're expecting him to, you know, he'll, he will learn a lot as, as we go along this. I mean, I thought last year's experience for him was very good, but I think right now he'll be, become more of a focal point for us, and I think he's really ready for that opportunity. Coach, talk about some of the adjustments you had to make with Gabe's injury early in the preseason and Patrick deciding to leave the program. How is that going to affect the team uh, in the early stages of the season? Yeah, I mean, with Gabe, I mean, uh, unfortunately, just the way basketball works out, he was the first, basically the first drill of practice. He goes up for a layup and someone comes down on his foot. Um, you know, we were cautiously optimistic when he got x-rayed that he was going to be, it was just a, a bone bruise, but um you know, it didn't improve over the next 48 hours, so we had to get him an MRI and found out that he had a um, basically had torn a ligament in his foot. It called, it's called a Liz Frank injury. Um, it's a three to five month rehab. Um, if everything goes well from a health standpoint and from a rehab standpoint, we're really hoping to get him back uh, in January for the Ivy League. Um, that's the best case scenario. That all depends on how he, uh, you know, how his rehab goes. And then with Patrick, um, you know, it's a tough loss for, for us to lose Pat. I mean, I thought he's, um, you know, he developed over his three years, became became an all-league caliber type center. Um, you know, but I think some, you know, some he wants to go to grad school. And he is, grad school is expensive, and um, he's really focused on that. And um, we support his decision. He'll graduate with a Columbia degree, which is the most important thing that, that we want these guys to do, is to make sure they graduate from here and be able to use that Columbia degree. And, um, you know, we wish him the best in, into, in his future. And it gives guys another opportunity to kind of step up, too. I mean, guys that are going to get a bigger – going to play bigger roles this season. So uh, have the guys been a little bit – I mean, obviously after the shock wears off of not having these guys, are they excited about that opportunity? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody gets – you know, as a player, if you think about it differently as a player, it's, it's – you know, they focus on – they focus on, uh, you know, the present moment, right? Um, they don't get – they don't look at it like a coach where they look down the road and they try to figure out what's going to happen next. Like, what are the different scenarios as we go into this? You know, they just look at their daily occurrences. They wake up, they go to class, and they go to practice to try to get better. So I don't think I don't think it will affect them much mentally. Um, you know, I don't think – I think they, you know, embrace the challenge and they they certainly embrace the opportunity. So it's, it's that cliched the next man up type situation where, you know, Ike is going to have to step into a role where – I think he certainly wants it and has embraced it and wants to do it. And, um, you know, he's going to learn a little bit a little bit more on the fly. You know, I think the big thing that he needs to focus on is just the little things. Um, and then someone like Joseph Smoyer will get a, will get a much more um, – will get much more of a look and much more of an opportunity to contribute. And then, you know, we have someone like Randy Brumont who can certainly play the five for us and can help us along those, you know, if we, if we have a depth issue. 
let's touch on the, the new guys. Uh, you t- talk about you'll you want to play nine or ten guys. Talk about their roles right now and how they've looked uh, to you so far. Um, well, we have a returning crew of people like Mike, and then you got Ty Bibbs, and you got Jake Killingsworth, and you got Randy, who's got a lot of game experience now after his sophomore year, and then you got Ike, who's had a taste of it. And you got Mock Ellis, who I thought really came on towards the end of the year. We're expecting a lot out of him, and hopefully he can take the you know, a giant step forward here as a sophomore. Uh, he certainly proved that he could be a very good player for us. Um, and then, uh, you know, we got uh, we got some freshmen now who are, you know, going to be relied upon, I think, to play, which I think uh, certainly when they go through this that everybody wants to play and uh, they'll be given the opportunity to do that. So, um, you know, I think the big thing for them is just to understand the, uh, the speed of the game and the physicalness of the game and, you know, just in high school, it's a little, it's obviously just different because they're playing against men um, and the expectations are a lot higher. So um, they've been, they've been doing a good job embracing what we're trying to do and um, they're definitely making strides. So we just, we want them to be patient and we want to be patient with them and, um, and just continue for them to improve. I know you're focused on Lafayette. That's the first game, next opponent on your schedule and getting ready to scout them. But talk a little bit about the, the whole ske- non-conference schedule and the challenges it pre- presents for you. Uh, well, the first half, you know, the first five or six games of the schedule are going to be extremely challenging. We got, um, you know, at Lafayette, we're at Wake Forest, uh, at Virginia, St. John's. Um, so, you know, it's we're going to learn a lot about our team as we go through this. Um, uh, you know, uh, for us, it's just about the execution level, both offensively and defensively. You know, we're going to have to rebound. Um, you know, we have to we have to focus on the defensive side of the ball to make sure that we can compete um, from a physical standpoint, and then. Um, you know, it's just a matter of executing offensively the stuff that we want to do. So, um, you know, the first part of the schedule is definitely challenging. You know, we want to get through that and we want to learn learn a lot about ourselves and learn a lot about what we're, you know, our identity of our team. You know, we go into the season every year of trying to understand um, what the identity of your team is going to be. I think we have a, a pretty intelligent team that understands things and we've definitely worked hard. Um, then when you start playing, it becomes it's definitely a different product. So you got to make sure that the guys continue to, to play with that confidence and and understand where we're trying to go with this. Everything we're doing right now is just you know putting ourselves in a position to to make sure we compete at the highest level when we, once we get to Ivy League play. So I think the non-conference schedule will definitely help us with that. Um, you know, just want to make sure that we stay healthy and, and guys continue to progress. Great, coach. Thanks for taking some time today. Uh, we'll we'll talk to you th- again throughout the season. Good luck this week against Lafayette and Wake Forest. Thank you, Mike. That'll do it for this week's episode. We want to thank Coach Engels for taking the time this week to sit down with us. Busy week for Columbia basketball on the men's and women's front. Both teams open up Tuesday, November 5th, the women at Albany, the men at Lafayette. Then the women come home for two games, first against St. Joseph's, Thursday, November 7th at 7 p.m., and Sunday, November 10th, against Fordham at 2 p.m. Men's home openers, November 13th. That's next Wednesday at 7 p.m. You can get all your tickets for Columbia basketball by visiting gocolumbialions.com slash tickets or calling 888-LIONS-11. You can also catch the Lions on ESPN+. Plus. Subscriptions start as low as $4.99 per month or $49.99 annually. Visit ESPNplus.com today for more information. Kyle and I will be back next week to talk to some key players from the first week of action. So we hope you tune in. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. We'll talk to you soon.